ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present The Killer Bees. Definitely a fan of The Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here comes the fastest three hours in Houston sports radio. Here's Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up. Ooh, what up, H-Town? Hey, how we doing? I'm Joel. He's Barry. You know us as the usual suspects. We're back for a reunion tour that just won't stop. Every time you think you've heard The Last of Us, nope, we're back again. BMAC behind the glass. We're going to do it for the next three hours, taking you from three to six on a Halloween. Why the hell not? We're not dumb enough to be Josh Beard and dress up in tights. We're just here to be entertained. I mean, I have on tights, but I didn't like dress up. They're just, you can't see them. They're under my jeans. It just makes me feel sexy. It tightens everything up. There's certain things that I never needed to know. No? One of them was that you wear tights under your clothing. I got Spanx. You don't own a pair of Spanx? Nope. Yeah, I got a pair of Spanx. I'll wear them every once in a while. It just depends where. Well, you wear Depends too? No. <laughs> no. I thought you were going down I'm the list of things that yet. you wore. You wore Spanx. You wore Depends. No, I am not that old yet. Uh, I am approaching Depends territory, but not yet. So. You're a lucky underwear guy, too, which is always oh, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very superstitious. Stevie Wonder? Uh, yeah. I have to have blue underwear on stage. That's a fact. I am disappointed we didn't dress up. Blue underwear on yeah, stage. Yeah, I don't know why. why? It's a weird... Oh, I'm, BMAC, you had to, didn't you? I'm very superstitious, how, man. How can I not ask? I don't, so, like, did you have a bad show when you stopped wearing them one day? No, and from that day on, just, you... I had. I was wearing blue underwear. Oh, like, it was one weekend. For some reason, I accidentally packed all blue underwear. Just crushed it the whole weekend. I was like, well, I'm never not wearing those again. I mean, not those in particular. I've, I've since bought so, more blue okay, so you still have that pairs. pair? What? You still have that pair, don't you? No, they. Uh, I lost them when my suitcase fell out of that dude's trailer on the oh, way. Oh, with to your s- golf clubs? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Lost my lucky underwear. Career in the toilet. And that was before or after you had talked to the framing guy to make sure that at some point you could have mounted those? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some people put jerseys, you put yeah, blue underwear? I, that's what, uh, yeah, I have, yeah, when I retire, I'm going to have like, you know, I'll have my underwear and socks all over my office with a with gonna, a microphone. Are you gonna, you're not going to hoist the underwear to the rafters? Uh, I might with a spotlight on it. I mean, I could. It, it, it's possible. It, don't judge me, guys. Okay. It, if it works, it works. Why? Uh, Congrats why on not, dying alone. Thank you. <laughs> why are we not talking about Josh well, dressed up like? Because you brought up lucky underwear. You That's did. Why. And I by did the not, way, I mean, I in another I life, when yeah. we were the suspects and we got away with a whole lot more because oh. of who our program director oh, was, yeah. it wasn't just blue <laughs> underwear that we talked about that had people reeling because there were a couple things we told people not to Google search Yeah, that became that. the most searched uh-huh. Google things that we didn't want any association with, and <laughs> no. it was messy. Yes. Don't. Yeah. So it don't do that. Has to do with breakfast, but we'll avoid all one that. of them. Does I, and the other one has to do with what you wear with underwear. Oh yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I just need to know why Josh Beard of Connor is it Connor and the Beard or is it Connor, Connor and Beard? Beard? Connor and Beard. Okay. Uh, why did he dress up? Because it's like Halloween. That. Yeah, I know. But you and I didn't dress up because we're we're grown ass men and. Grown-ass men that are married. You just talked about hanging your underwear in the rafters. You can't claim to be an old, a grown-ass man at this point. Uh, dude was wearing a spider suit. Like, full. That didn't, like, could have left the hat off or the mask, the mask. or whatever. Actually, have you seen his face? <laughs> you it was an improvement? I mean, he loves himself some him. I, but other than that, I was his like, wife loves him. Yeah, I was like, I man, think. I, I got to roast him a little bit. And uh, I just, I don't know. I... I if you're shaped like a candy corn, you don't really need to dress up. You just okay. Well, I mean, all you had to do <laughs> was wear orange on the bottom, <laughs> white in the middle. And, yeah, you could have worn like you could have worn like an orange shirt, right, and yeah. some white pants and black shoes. He could have gone as a candy corn. There candy you go. corn's yellow, orange, and white, isn't it? I thought it was orange. Yeah, Is I it think yellow, it's yellow orange, orange, and white? I think Joel's right. Yeah, but I think they have like a, a one with like brown as well. I think you've been eating some discount candy yeah. corn. You getting those on the? Uh, <laughs> you getting those which at is, the dollar which, store? Which is saying something. <laughs> I ordered my candy corns on Wish, and they are not the same. They taste like licorice. I didn't, Nora, I didn't candy realize corn candy corn, corn has chocolate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
they have brat leg right there. That's not. That's Let's not just chocolate, Google honey. candy corn, and you guys are both morons. They have they they have brown on them. Right at the dollar store. No, right there, fam. See it? Harvest candy corn, brown on the end. Is that like burnt that ends in like the barbecue? Yeah, it, you got, I've never seen a candy corn with brown that's end. Not main brand. It's that's made not, by Brock's. Brock's is name brand. But Brock's is chocolate, so they're just trying to change it so that people might like the candy for once. Because candy corn sucks. Okay, so the fact that if you do candy corn with chocolate on the end, look, you eat candy look, corn. There's one with brown. It's just sugar, dude. Like, there's literally no. That's the stupidest argument, by the way, in the history of arguments. Is when people are like candy corns are disgusting and they're stupid and they're like it's just sugar. It's wax. It's like it just like, it's not, like eating a candle. No, it's it's just sugar. It tastes. Like, if Bro, you have, first options. of all, when's the last time you ate a candle? I mean, <laughs> depends on <laughs> depends on who's home. Yeah, I mean, like, here's the thing. You're like when yeah. you start talking about candy yeah. and you have options, there are a million different options. Before I go, oh, I'm, I, I mean, I need to get a craving. I need to get me some sugar. candy corn. Just sugar. It's all Reese's over candy corn. No, I mean, I'm, day, I'm not day. doing. I'm not stupid. I'm, that's ridiculous. But no, I'm just well, saying. Then why like, eat candy corn? I don't know why my wife likes them, but she does. Oh, that's and why. No, yeah. So I started eating them. I was like, yeah, this is just sugar. There's nothing wrong with these. They suck. I feel like it's like that that wolf pack mentality of the internet when everyone was like, uh, I hate I hate Nickelback, and then everyone just had to hate Nickelback. It's the same thing with candy. Candy corn is the Nickelback of candy. That's a good call. Thank you. Yeah, it's a yeah. good call. I it's mean, like when- everybody's got the CD or the album, but no one wants Nickelback to admit it. Nickelback and Creed are probably the most yeah. hated. Yeah. Like under the radar, under uh, undercover, popular bands of all exactly. time. Exactly. That, so, that is how you reminded me of how truly bad your takes are. I hate you. <laughs> Look at this photograph of this candy corn. Okay. Well played there. Well played there. <laughs> and tell me you don't see brown in it, B Mac. That's ridiculous. They actually look. They have actually brown and tan and white. There's just that there's look a disgusting. And I don't think candy corn is disgusting. No, you like that, the- that one's disgusting. Those just look like dead roaches. Just like, they have brown and... With white uh, tips. Yeah, it just looks like a box of dead roaches. <laughs> oh, my God, no man. Like, seriously, when you have the option of going with your favorite Halloween candies and whatever's in, like... Who's taking candy Just corn? give me sugar. Just give me like, sugar. You knock I'll on the you door, what. you ring the doorbell, trick-or-treat, okay, and they say, here, help yourself. There's candy corn, there's Reese's, there's Snickers... There's Twix. There's no one taking the candy corn. No one. No, not first. You are? No, not first. I never said that. I'm just saying they're right, not when bad. When you show up, trick-or-treating's till 9, and you show up at 8.55. Yeah, now you're if, taking the candy corn. Yeah, if that's all that's left, and I'm happy. I got sh- I got free candy. Free sugar. You, Why am you I? You like those stupid Easter puffy bunnies that are like styrofoam, too, don't you? Yeah. You don't like peeps? They suck. Oh, my God. You're a communist. That, that's, we just, we cracked the code. You like peeps and candy you corn like and Russia. you're normal? You like Russia and, uh, I don't know. You're, yeah, you're definitely team Russia Right, because I war. go to the door and go, Nyet. And every time I see candy <laughs> corn and peeps, people show up. They're like, what do we get? Bread. <laughs> you just give them like, bread <laughs> is better than peeps. No. Peeps suck. Bro, it's sugar. How could sugar suck? It's not. Like it's it's because just, there's options with flavorless sugar. sugar. I'll tell you what sucks. Honestly, driving back from Chicago. Don't get me started. At first of all, Chicago sucks. Just it's, as a staff record, it's label gone way down. And as a crew, it used to be a great city, and it's gone way down. The uh, the traffic you well, can have that. I would never complain about Houston traffic again. Our hotel was 20 miles from the venue. It took an hour to go 20 miles one way. Never used to, but Chicago's gone way downhill. It was, yeah, it was real bad. Um, But driving back, it's a long drive, and, you know, I drink coffee and and Diet Coke or whatnot, but then that also means you have to pull over and use the restroom a lot. Not you. So you you gotta, you you try other things, right? So like sugar, right? Like you eat sugar that keeps you going, and I stopped to get some candy, and you know what they don't make anymore is just like, like regular sprees, or... Just, I remember, yeah, I remember Spree. Yeah, I can't find just, they, they had Chewy Sprees. And I was like, I really want some Sprees. And I bought Chewy Sprees, and I would have rather, I would have rather just eaten, the stick I, I don't know. Teeth? It's like, it sounds like, like, like half Werther's. gum, half Spree. No, it was awful. It's just, it was awful. It just, I would have rather eaten a Werther's Original or something like that. It was just the most god-awful candy. It just, it tasted like Do you drain carpet. your Wizenator when you're getting your candy? You don't do that. You don't drain you the th- Wizenator? You throw it away. 
once you use it. You have a disposable Wizenator? I have a disposable bathroom, yes, Joel, for those long trips in the car. Yep. Don't even have to pull over. Now, you throwing this in, like, some dumpster you find, or where are you disposing of this no, thing? No, just straight out the window while I'm driving, because <laughs> I'm a savage. I'm just, I'm just no, truck drivers like, Mrr. I'm just making sure you're not putting it, putting it some, like, gas station. Yes, uh, exactly what I do. Gas station bathroom yep, trash exactly. can. Uh, shout out to the Hardee's in, uh, <laughs> in Northern. Uh, Hardee's, very underrated fast food, by the way. Yeah, sh- oh, no. Their chicken sandwiches. Hardee's is the candy corns of Oh, stop. It. Here we go. <laughs> All Full day. circle. Full circle. All day. No. Oh, yeah, you just throw it in the... It, it's got a little Ziploc thing. You close it, and you just throw it in the trash. Done. Yes, I put it in the trash. The floorboards of your car must smell delicious. I, when I have a road trip, it is true. The My car smells like fast food and shame. The, it's just... that's a, And sadness. That's yeah. It ain't fast food and aim, because you probably no, can't aim right with the Wizenator. Uh, that's yes, why it smells. Can. It's easy. It's got it's like a little cup, and you just... Yeah, it's easy. I'm telling you, 17-hour road trip. <laughs> maybe, you want, maybe you want the bat at this point? Do you do a little demo for Twitch or something? No, 17-hour road trip, those come in handy, especially if you're in the middle of nowhere. Can't stop. So Peeing yeah. yourself on the road while you're shaming Josh with a Spider-Man outfit. Huh? <laughs> Me? I'm not using the restroom on myself. That's what the portable John is for. I can't I'm believe you, guys, you use a Wizenator on the road. It's not a Wizenator. It's just a, I don't know, it's called a portable John. Which is a Wizenator. No. The Wizenator was, was so the you could. Drug test. Wizenator yeah. was the running back from Oregon that played for the Vikings. Yeah, yeah it was that the big used drug it. Test. it was a yeah. fake. It was a, yeah, yeah, it was a fake male part. Yeah. And that, you, yeah. Was supposed that's to not fool, what I'm fool NFL security. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if it um, works for you, bro, good luck. Why is it white? <laughs> He's like, well. It's all they had at the store. Oh, you got me. <laughs> got me. Whoops. Yeah. All right, we got a busy show today. We got lots to talk about. We've got a trade deadline that's wrapping up for the NFL. We got a trade that happened in the NBA that involves a whole lot of people with Rockets connections. And we've got a ton of other things that we can talk about. It always involves you, 713-780-3776. You can call, you can text. You can hit us up on Twitch as we are on Twitch all day, every day. So that's always good. And Barry always wears a hat for me so that he looks like, what did that lady call you? That time when you were in a baseball hat? I don't remember. Wasn't it a, a midlife crisis something? Or, I, don't I don't know. Remember. But you're not going to recognize Barry because there's no glasses and there's a hat on. But right. BMAX behind the glass. Uh, and, and we love to have you along. So we're going to take a ride till 6 o'clock. Join us, won't you? Little trick-or-treating. No Wizenator and no costumes. Just the way you like it. Back with a whole lot more. It is the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. ESPN 975.com. Time to wake up. Hey, you are finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? Informed opinions are oftentimes presented here. You're locked in with the Killer Bees on 97.5 and 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Joel Blank and Jeremy Brennan. Jeremy's out for a couple days. That means I am blessed with my dear friend, Barry Laminac, once upon a time when we ruled the radio airwaves in Houston <laughs> for a good run. Yeah. Always fun when uh, we get back together. And then Joe will be back tomorrow. Nice. And uh, Jorge I and I will do. whenever um, Jeremy's out, Joe is out. They're connected at the... Is that a, is that a thing? Does he not want to produce a show when I'm here? I don't know, Is because he... he's going to be back tomorrow, but that's because but now I he won't... also gets to actually be. Oh, uh, yeah, host. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever done a show here when uh, Joe George was here. I think that's here. right. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. I'm he, detecting he a still, pattern. He might still hate the fit versus fat result. <laughs> that's not my fault. It certainly wasn't me that carried the team. My shoulders were tired. But it was fun. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, so before we get into that, we'll we'll probably do what we used to do. We'll do it one more time. The, the the favorite Halloween candy that isn't candy corn, because Barry's already said candy corn is one of his top five all-time favorite Halloween candy. Never candies. said that. The funny thing to me is you talked about the spree, right? Yeah. And the, 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 so many candies have gone by the wayside. There really aren't new candies coming out that anybody goes, ooh, that's really good. Right. Like before, it was like cereal. Everything, there was new candies coming out on the market all the time, and you were like, damn, that's really good. Yep. Now everything's fallen by the wayside, but no one's coming out with new and better candies than the ones before. So it's like the old mainstays. There's nothing really better than 
Reese's peanut butter cups or Reese's pieces, Twix, Snickers. What am I missing? Kit Kat. Kit Kat a lot of people like. Yeah. Like another I'm waste like, of space is Almond Joy to me. I'm with you. I, I'm not a I'm not a Snickers guy, but I'll like if that's all we had in the house, I'd eat it. Oh, Snickers are great. Freeze them too. Oh, I've never done that. Why you want to break your teeth? No, because well, they last longer for one. And as a little fat kid, my parents had to do something to keep me from running through all of them. So they put them in the freezer, <laughs> so and then slow you know you down. the option was you break your tooth or you'd be patient, which was not easy. I've me. heard that's uh, that's a good thing to do with Reese's peanut butter cups too. Is freeze them? Okay, I wouldn't know, but. Well, you can try it. All right, so if you want to chime in, if there's any new or better than what we've just decided that are, are close to the top five, we'll get to that. we got to get to this. Overnight, late night, James Harden once again got his wish. James Harden, who shouldn't have gotten his wish even starting with the Rockets when he wanted out of town, when he had a long-term big-money contract, and Rafael Stone decided to appease him just in case he ever came back, and he almost did. Then he did the same thing in Brooklyn. Now he's did the same thing. In Philadelphia, and he goes to the Clippers along with former Rocket P.J. Tucker and other thing, other players for a plethora of first-round picks and a bunch of crap, really, and Nicholas Batum to the Sixers. What are we thinking about this trade before I give you my opinions? I'm curious your guys' thoughts on Harden to the Clippers. You know what? It's, I mean, we saw the drama in the offseason with I'll never play for Daryl Morey again and he got in trouble for that, and I don't know. I, I, I know he wanted out, but it, it, and it to me, it doesn't matter why. It's just that, you know, if this was a one-time thing, then you go, ah, oh, well, he was just unhappy where he was. But this is this is just a pattern with James Harden. Um, he's kind of like, dude, how many stars can he play with and not produce until the entire league and world goes, Oh, yeah, it's his. He's the one. He's so bad. Like, yeah, he, offensively, he's prolific. But he's had Dwight Howard, Chris Paul, um, Russell, uh, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, uh, Joel Embiid as an MVP, Durant and Kyrie, which I get it. It was only 13 games, but there was some iteration of those two of the three on the floor at the same time. And you couldn't win with any of those uh, combinations and at some point you and the rest of the league needs to look at it and say you're the problem James you're the problem so now he's going to go disrupt everything that's going on in LA with yeah. the Clippers this it's, is, it's just like bro what this is my biggest problem is that for as good as Russell Westbrook was for a, a, a long ex- extended period of his career good enough by the way whether you hate this take or not it's a fact he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer yeah okay but he fell off and we saw the wheels start coming off when he was playing with the Rockets. But he's still a professional. And his biggest problem was the fact that everyone in the Rockets organization, take it for a fact, people, because I know this, he hated the fact that they let James get away with everything from being late for planes, being late for buses, doing whatever he wants while everybody else was expected to follow a different code of rules. And because of it, he wanted out. Okay? Now, he played awful when he when he got traded, and then he, wherever he ended up, and then the Lakers, there was an issue. Though, behind the scenes, no matter who you talk to, they say Russ is a great dude. Yeah. So Wait, now, he, and by the way, real quick, wasn't Chris Paul? Wasn't those the same complaints about James that he had? Chris Paul was the guy that held James accountable. I remember yeah, they had and that Ru- blow up so him and Russ both had the right. same kind of beef with James, which lets you know that hey, there's a pattern. Right, and exactly. I imagine that that was yep. Dwight and Joel and Kevin Durant and all those guys had the same problem. No doubt. So yeah. you get now to a point where Russ finally found, finds a home at the end of last year with the Clippers. He's from L.A. He loves being in L.A. So he makes it work because he's played with Paul George before. It was a late start for them to all get together, but they saw something coming together where they thought this team could work. So they bring him back on a very, very cheap contract. He does a solid for them while being able to stay home stay and sleep in his own bed, keep his family in L.A., but he sees that, hey, if he changes his game a little bit, really kind of is, is fueled by the two scorers in Kawhi and, and Paul George and everybody's healthy, they got a good shot. Now, the one guy that drove him absolutely batty that started this entire vicious circle for Russ is thrown into the mix and added to the team, and now you're seeing all these you know screen captures and photos. Oh, look, it's Russ, Kawhi, and Paul George. I mean, uh, Kawhi, Paul George, and, and James. 
What the hell is Russ supposed to do when Russ was the guy that was being the good soldier, doing everything right? I think it sucks for him. Yeah, it really does. I mean, it's so early in the season, you just don't know. But it seems like Russ had already settled into his role, knowing that he was a third option scorer, but a a distributor of the basketball. It was his job to put Kawhi and, and, and Paul George in a position to score and lead the team. And I'm, you know... He actually is leading the Clippers in rebounding and assists right now through three games, which lets you know he's doing all the small ball, little hustle things that he's supposed to do while you let the big guys score. Now you're going to add James to the mix, and now he's going to become, what, the fourth option? Well, I mean, conceivably, you and I were talking about this before the show. Conceivably, you could put a starting lineup with Russ at the point guard, Harden at the two, Paul George at the three. Kawhi, because of his length and ability to rebound at the four, playing small ball, and Zubats, who's a very capable big man, at the five. And that is a talented, talented starting lineup if, and it's a big if, there's enough ball to go around. Because if you remember now, in the offseason, Paul George has a podcast. Paul George had Jalen Green on when the rumors were hot and heavy mm-hmm. that James Harden was coming back to Houston. And Paul George was the first one to say, I don't think that's good for you in your career if he comes back because I don't think that he's going to share the ball and give you what you need to be successful. So he's already he already knows James for who he is now as opposed to who he was as a rocket. Yeah. And now James has got to fit in with two guys that really have issues with the way he keeps handling himself. Kawhi's just not going to say anything about anybody because he's just getting paid and being treated like you know, the golden child. Well. But, but that's a problem. I mean, right now, so Robert Covington was included in the trade. He's gone to Philadelphia. He was the fifth guy on in the in the starting rotation that James has taken over for. So it's like you said, do you do you do something else? I mean, as PJ Tucker, he's obviously going to be a bench player. He's, six man. he's a role player, yeah. But is is do you move Russ to the bench and let Russ and PJ play together? See, but like I said, that's a it's, slap in the face. It is, it's but a slap but Russ. basketball wise, Joel, isn't that the right move? Well, Isn't the, that the well, smart well, thing the to do? But the question is, is Harden going to want to do what he said he didn't want to do when his contract came up with Philly? And that is, he said he doesn't want to play a point guard anymore. Because as the evolution of James Harden's game has changed because of his diminishing offensive skills as he gets older and fatter, he decided that he didn't like being a point guard anymore after he led the league in assists last year. And now all of a sudden, he decided he wants to go back to being James the scoring machine. That ain't going to fly in, in, in with the Clippers because they got two of those. Mm-hmm. So he's going to either have to play the point or Ty Lue's got a whole lot of mess on his hands trying to figure and sort through all this. Well, regardless if he plays the point or if he's the two guard or whatever he wants to call himself, he's still a player to that has to dominate the ball to succeed. I just don't see how he and Russ on the floor at the same time while still trying to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard involved, how that could possibly coexist and work. I disagree. See, this is where I disagree. There's enough offensive talent on that team with the guys that we just mentioned in that starting lineup that James doesn't have to be ball dominant if James just is content with doing something that he doesn't do very well, which is, is he, just spotting is he, up to shoot. Yeah, when has he ever done game. that, though? He's because never. if you watch Russ take it to the basket, the lane collapses. If you watch Paul George, wherever he is, the lane he's going to get double teams. People are going to come over. They're going to, So he's going to be open even if he's not ball dominant. But what he doesn't do very well is catch and shoot. So right. that's a problem. Oh, yeah. Big time. Unless, unless... You have a rotation where he's going to be uh, the point man, or if he, you know, if he doesn't want to play, uh, play, play the point guard position. I guess you have to put what Bones Highland in and and put Russ uh, on the bench. I mean, like, I just don't see how all four of those guys. And it, and I guess you know what though. I mean, saying it out loud. In the NBA, it doesn't matter who starts. I mean, for Rockets fans, just to bring it back home to Houston a little bit, you can go all the way back to the championship day. Sam Cassell never started, but But he he always finished. And that's really what matters at the end of the day. So I don't know necessarily that it matters if Russ is out there for the opening tip or if James is or I mean you know quite learned to Paul George will be, but and and you suspect that James should be. But uh, you know, like there's something to be said for the second team, and James will be in there in the end. I think the interesting thing about this is not necessarily the on the court. That's going to be something that's, you know, Ty Lue and everybody can figure out, but it, it, it's obviously going to be difficult to get the buy-in from all these guys and everyone to agree, especially with right. all those egos. To me, it's going to be the locker room because you mentioned how Russ couldn't stand 
James off the court. Paul George said what he said. That's going to be the bigger dynamic here. I, I think the on-the-court thing eventually, well, it may not. I mean, you you say it might work itself out, but it it Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic couldn't figure it out throughout the course of a year. So they brought it took another together. offseason. Yeah, yeah, because that'll work, although they're 3-0. It took an off season, right? So, so here's where we continue the conversation because it's like the haves and the have-nots. And I'm curious, you guys out there listening as well as you guys, who is the haves and who is the have-nots? Because it seems like in the NBA this year, you have two different variations of team. You have the super team and the rejuvenation of the super team where you add at least three superstars and then you try and fill in everything else. Or you have the complete teams where you have a complete rotation of talented players. And yes, you still have some superstars. But it's like everybody that plays every role, and to your point, Barry, knows every role. And, and the Denver Nuggets are the perfect example mm. of the complete team that won the title a year ago. Now you see Phoenix, you see Milwaukee, you see Boston. But you also still see teams like Sacramento and other teams that are still relying on complete team. And I'm curious, your thoughts, who are the haves and who are the have-nots? So we'll talk about that next as we continue to roll through James Harden traded to the Clippers. A whole lot more going on here, so stay with us. It is the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Sweet sassy molassie. Clever metaphors and catchphrases escape me. Like a fat girl waving her trophy from the smell contest. Sweet sassy molassie, I'm trying my best here. Razor Blunt Commentary, delivered with a special purpose. What's happening to my special purpose? It's the Killer Bees, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 97.5. Hey, it's a trade deadline trade talk special on a usual suspects version of the Killer Bees. It's Barry Laminek, it's Joel Blank. Uh, no, the uh, horn is not in the building, but we miss you, Nick. Uh, BMAC, <laughs> Brian McDonald behind the glass. By the way, a fun fact, Brian McDonald prefers Brian, not BMAC. And if you didn't know, now you know. Who called, Who started BMAC? Brian, who started BMAC? Oh, he's on the phone. He yeah. can't answer that right now. And that's killing him because there's never been a microphone that BMAC doesn't like. <laughs> um, all right, so we've got to continue this hardened conversation. We'll get to the NFL trade line in a little bit as well because there was plenty of action there uh, to talk about. But so, uh, uh, 936 end up texting us and saying, since this has been talked about for quite a while now, I truly believe that Harden has talked to everyone on the Clippers team and they've all come up with a plan to be able to keep everyone happy, or this trade would have never happened. That's from JR. Okay, it's a good point. But at the end of the day, we all know that there are plenty of self-appointed geniuses like Daryl Morey that think that they're smarter than whatever players are on their team. And if they truly want to add a guy to a roster, regardless of team chemistry and camaraderie, Daryl lives on analytics. We used to always say, working with Daryl, Daryl believes in how many points a guy scored can score in the fourth quarter with his right hand going left on the elbow with, with a guard 6'5 or under, 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 undersized on him, as opposed to who has chemistry with another player and the eye test of who can play yeah. with who. Daryl is going to add p- talented players, whether they can play together or not, over and over again. I agree with you, JR, that there's, they, there probably should have been conversations, but at the end of the day, these guys all know that their, their money is being paid. So they're going to work it out regardless, or they have no choice. Well... Can there be conversations? Isn't that tampering? No, you can have conversations. Look, I mean, I've been a the, the cool thing when I, I mean, we the, all know it goes on behind the scenes. No doubt. But I, I'm just I, saying, like, technically, I remember back from the Barkley trade to the Clyde trade to a couple other trades that there there not only was internal discussions between Rudy Tomjanovich and Carol Dawson, but they were very savvy in making sure that they included their top players in those discussions. Oh, yeah. Well, so, you, I, so assumed, I would think the I would think the Clippers. I assume front he office, meant wasn't there was there discussions where like Harden and uh, well he said don't you think Harden talked to the players yeah but isn't wouldn't that, players talk to players all the time they okay. text each other okay. after games and yeah, do all guess, that kind of stuff I guess that's not tampering the it's a fine line but yeah. the league never is going to call you on that okay. but I would think it's more so the Clippers management needs to talk to their best players and say guys. We're close to doing this. Speak now or forever hold your peace, but we're trying to figure out, can we make this work? Now, if you want to win a title and you're adding a guy like that and not having to give up a whole lot to get him, I'm sure there's going to be a side to it that says, look, I just want to win. So if he's going to be added to our team, this is all we have to give up. I say do it. 
But if there's a guy that has a problem, or guys like Russ, but Russ isn't making enough to yeah. where if he makes a stink, it might be his, his ticket out. So let me ask you. We've talked about the trade. We've talked about the fit. Are the Clippers better than they were before the trade? And where will they finish in the West? So Vegas odds has them winning the West now. Really? Yeah. Is, is, see, okay, I get that. I, I, I do get that. But the question becomes, Is this? does Vegas do that simply because of the name and the scoring? Are they just like adding points per game to the Clippers total and going, well, Nobody can outscore them now. I mean, you got to take into account the, the chemistry and the offensive flow. Defensively, how deficient they're going to be. And never mind the fact that once they get into the playoffs, so that, that's off a team full of collapsers. <laughs> like, I mean, that's, you, outside of Kawhi. Your, your front line can, can, can defend, though. I mean, Paul George is an above-average defender. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is a, a, a hell of a defender when he wants to play sure. right? and when he's healthy. Zubats is a, is a good low-post defender. So now you're talking about Russ, who's never been a good defender, no. and James, who's never wanted to be a good defender. No. So, yeah, you, you're going to have to get – and they have some pieces coming off the bench, and a P.J. Tucker's going to be huge because you can true. add another defender to the mix. But this is why yeah, I said – Yeah, but he's another step, step slower. Yeah. Ah. But at the same time, he's a guy that come playoff time can yeah. step up big for you true. defensively when you need a guy that doesn't Especially he won't be offense. playing as many minutes on this team. Right. So, yeah, he'll save his body. Okay. So it comes down to the haves and the have-nots in terms of do you have a super team like Phoenix – they load up and they get Beal and they get, but they lose their true point guard. So now instead of Chris Paul, you've got Beal and Booker and KD and a whole lot of misfit pieces trying to make it work between now and the postseason to try and figure out where their point guard play is coming from and can they do enough to outscore teams as opposed to Denver and and, and Sacramento and, and some of these teams in the league that got good by being true team, deep teams with a lot of quality players. If you need a shooter, you got this guy. If you need a defender, you got this guy. You have options, and it's going to be interesting to see, will the super teams win out? Will the teams that have the true big threes with nothing but talent and then blended pieces around them, or will the super teams of ta- of talent one through seven or eight win out and see teams at the trade deadline trying to be more like that? I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like, I looked up the odds on Bovada, mm-hmm. and I don't know, but they have them fourth. I thought today to win the it, West, it, it they jumped. probably every book is yeah, different. It jumped, yeah, yeah. But they're they're a plus six fifty now, and I it, it, it stands to reason. Huh? Denver's a plus two fifty, and they should be for uh, sure. Yeah, I, I, but Phoenix is a plus three fifty. I think the Clippers should probably be in front of them as I think far the Clippers as Clippers are more to talented the top to bottom than the yeah, and then Golden State. You just never know what Golden State you're going to get, but to win the West, yeah. So that's that's the top four, but I. I'm with you, dude. I, I, the super team thing, man. I mean, you look at teams like Milwaukee and even Denver. These aren't super teams. These are teams with an MVP caliber player and a a good one, a good Robin, right? A good one sure. A guy right. uh, and a lot of depth. And that's what that you know, that's what they were trying to do in Philly. It's interesting too because you had a team like Boston who, for several years tried to be the complete team, right? They had the two big guns, but then they had a Marcus Smart who did everything. He was their Swiss Army knife. And and they went and got a Brogdon thinking they were adding a defender and a shooter. It didn't work out. Robert Williams was their shot blocker and their defender. They had all these different guys that were filling these different roles. And they finally just said, you know what? It gets us close, but no cigar. So in order to get over the top, I thought they did a really savvy move sliding in behind Milwaukee once they gave up Drew Holiday and said, now we've got a third superstar mm-hmm. that can defend and still score. We're going to add Porzingis, who's another just flat-out score-first type guy. They're getting a, a, a healthy um, off-the-bench Gallinari who tore his ACL when he and people forgot about him, who's a big that can shoot the three. And now they're just going to flat-out try and outscore everybody. And that's what, you, that's what I'm talking about. You're either going to have teams that are going to try and outscore everybody else or the true consummate teams like Denver trying to win another one by playing ball the right way. Yeah. It's interesting. Dave's on the line. He wants to get in here before we move on to anything else. He wants to talk about NBA contenders. Dave, what's up? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Uh, yeah, the, the Harden deal, uh, I, I don't see that working uh, unless you put Westbrook on the bench. And there's a reason why Westbrook's been, you know, passed around. I, I watched him a ton in Oklahoma. And uh, Durant was, you know, he couldn't get out of there quick enough. It took him a few years to do it because Westbrook cannot close out a game. Then you have Harden, again, who has no heart. And I'll just tell you, my, my top five teams, 
Right now is Denver repeating. Phoenix and Golden State right behind them. Then you have the Celtics and the Bucks in the East, and the rest are pretenders. I mean, this Clipper team, I, they they mortgaged their future getting rid of all their picks for the next six years, number one and two, for a guy that has no heart and is just a bum and hardened. And then you got Westbrook, who is a turnover machine. Then you got Leonard and uh, George that, you know, they're, they, they sit out for hangnail. So I don't know where they're getting them in the West, but there's no way. Uh, there, there's no way. Appreciate the call, there's, Dave. There's, Look, I, I think the key is, I think he's got Milwaukee too low. Yeah. Because uh, I think Milwaukee still agree. has a complete team. Uh, agree. Unless, again, it's like what happened in Dallas and the chemistry and it just doesn't gel right with Dame going to Milwaukee. With your odds, where did they have Dallas? Because the funny thing is Shaq picked Dallas to win it all. Uh, plus 2,500 to, to win to, to win the, the title, to win the West. Uh, See, I don't think there's enough basketball to go around. You get the two most ball-dominant players in the league. Dallas is behind both L.A. teams. You and I have talked about this before on Barry on Deck, and, and, and when you have the two most ball dominant players in the league, and now you're trying to get them to play together, yeah, that's oil and water. Yep, that's just that's why they had issues last year to bring him back, yeah. and to say let's run it back and do it again. I don't know how Luca could be happy when Luca said he wasn't happy last year. Now to start the the season three and zero helps, but we know it's a long season. Is that yeah. sustainable? I don't think so. And and I think the more that, uh, and I think Dame is happy to be with. Um, Giannis, and I think Giannis is happy to have Dame as opposed to Lucas saying, hey, hey, right, 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 right. And they play different I'm positions. Just, yeah, very much so. But this is this is where the league and the teams also get in a catch-22. Milwaukee's trying to win another title, right? Because that's part of what Giannis wants. He wants them to stay title relevant. But now you're also trading a guy that loved the community, loved being there, was huge for them in Drew Holiday, and saying, we're going to get rid of you because we're going to try and do what Giannis wants us to do, which is make you a more potent offensive team in the short term. So Giannis stays. Event, it worked well, because to. he re-upped, yeah. right? He yeah, re-upped right after that. that. But at the same time, does that make you a better overall team? Because we don't know what they could have been a year ago because Giannis got hurt, and that because of it, he missed two games in a five-game series, and they lost to the Bulls. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, they lost to the Heat. So it, there's a problem there in the fact that you're trying to appease two different camps. Giannis so that he stays or trying to win a title and do everything you can to make it the best team you could put on the floor. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good dilemma to have. I think unless you end up like Dallas, right? Yeah. But I think you had to do whatever you could, whatever it took to keep Giannis. You just don't let one of, if not the best player in the NBA go because he's disgruntled. It's like LeBron. It's like Jordan, right? If they say, I want this guy or I want a guy that can. You go out and you get that guy. See, they got, and then you got to get a coach to figure it out see, if, if you don't have it. The fact of the matter was Holiday was a, was a guy that could get his own but wasn't going to go out and get his own. No. And Giannis, we all know, has a, he's a 25-letter alphabet. He has no J. Yeah. He cannot shoot. So adding a guy that could get buckets at any time from anywhere is exactly what Giannis needed because Chris Middleton is being paid like a superstar. Sure he's your third best player, and he's not even close to a superstar, and he's not playing every night. Yeah, So that's a big dilemma. All right, we're going to continue to roll on. We're going to get to the NFL trade deadline. We're going to talk to you about all the last-minute moves that happened. Did the Texans do anything? Should they have done more? We'll ask your opinion on that and a whole lot more. He's Barry. He's Brian. I'm Joel. We're back with a whole lot more. It's the usual suspects, otherwise known as the Killer Bees, today on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. And before we go to the break, if you've got an idea that one of the teams that Barry mentioned with some of the odds for Vegas might be the favorite to win the NBA title, and you're looking for a place to go and put that money down, a place that's safe, a place that's been in business for over a decade, so you know it's not going anywhere and neither is your cash, you need to go to mybookie.ag. And I always tell you to go to mybookie.ag because they take care of you, the customer, over and over again. They're doing it again right now with a match bonus. That means if you sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code BET975, because you listen to us on 97.5, use BET975 as your promo code and put anything from $50 to $1,000 in your account. Whatever you put in, they'll put in. They'll match what you put in up to $1,000. You've got more money in your account. You've got more games you can bet on. And, of course, you've got better chances to win. That's a fantastic way they take care of you. They've also got tons of ways you can get super odds. And super odds mean all the different ways you might be able to cash in and win a big bet that otherwise wouldn't be possible anywhere else. They also have uh, live dealers standing by. When there's no games to be played, no games to be bet on, there's live dealers standing by so you can have casino games like poker and blackjack at your ready so that you can get your gambling on. 
They're phenomenal because they take care of you. You need to remember to take care of us by using that promo code because it'll take care of you as well by using Bet975. As I always tell you, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag, promo code Bet975. ESPN 975.com. We keep getting away with it. You can't keep getting away with it. Welcome back to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. Killer Bees are also known as Africanized Bees. And we all know there's nothing Africanized about these two guys. It's Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham. Shout out to Super Dave who said, why talk about NBA trades not involving the Rockets? No one cares, but yet we had phone calls, texts, and tweets. So Dave, you're right. Or not. Anyway, we're back. It is uh, Jeremy out for the next two days. I got Barry Lamanek, my good friend, today in a reunion of the kill- of the uh, suspects. Tomorrow, Joe George will be back, and Joe will be co-hosting with me, and we'll have some fun there as well. Uh, before we get to that, we're going to have a full show today, so we're going to be kicking it around. We kicked around the NBA trade that happened last night with James Harden. Now we'll get into some of these NFL trades that happened, because I think if you're a Texans fan, and we talked about this the other day, were you expecting the Texans to be buyers or sellers? And we mentioned several players like... Dalton Schultz, like Perryman, like uh, several others, Jerry Hughes, that could have been beneficial to other teams. You could have gotten some picks. But were you willing to do that and mortgage the chance that you're still in the playoff hunt and with the expanded format that you still had a shot to be a playoff team? Well, it looks like the Texans decided to stand pat. As several people reported the other day, they were one of five teams that looks like they weren't going to do anything. And it looks like they did not, that that was true. So here's what we got so far. As the, the moves that came down in the last 24 hours, the Browns traded wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions. Good pickup for the Lions. Would the Texans have benefited from a Donovan Peoples-Jones? Could he have been your wide receiver one for the future? I don't think so. I, no, not, not your one going forward. I, yeah, I mean, know. T. Higgins was a guy that they, that Joe's talked about that they should go get in the offseason. Yeah, but I, Mike Evans. The, eh, okay, the, now there's a name that, that would intrigue me as a one, but T. Higgins I don't think is is a true one. Is he a one on the Texans? Probably. Well, when you're playing Maybe? with Jamar Chase, you're not. But his belief is, once, like you said, Batman and Robin. When Robin gets away from Batman, could he then become a But Batman? that was like, well, is Pippen going to be a, a Jordan? One well, in, no. And Westbrook that, with KD, yeah. Yeah, that's what I think T. Higgins is, right? He's made better because Jamar Chase is I on think the T. other Higgins side. Higgins has the ability to be a, a T. Wide Higgins is good, right? But he's not he's uh he's he benefits from having one of, if not the best receiver in football on the other side. That's gonna draw more double teams. It's gonna make you open more. It's gonna give you more opportunities. So no, if you make him the best receiver on a team like the Texans, to me that's not a true one. Okay. It's just, I think it's, some people could have said the same thing about Stephon Diggs, though, when he was in Minnesota. Like he he was never regarded as like a a top top end wide receiver one. Then he goes to the Bills, where he gets all the targets and he shows out like a future Hall of Famer. I feel like people the only, thought highly of Diggs. Yeah, the they only did, difference but like, was he was a wide receiver so, one. There's a difference, right? I think Diggs is just in Minnesota, waiting on his turn to be the one, kind of like. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the yeah. Texans waiting for Dre to either retire or move on. Diggs was Hopkins, right? Hopkins was always a one in waiting. He just needed the but opportunity. But Diggs was a one in Minnesota along with Thielen, right? Yeah. yeah. Thielen, he just didn't have the one numbers. But he Thielen, like a wide receiver one I, I numbers. I guess to Barry's point, Thielen was more in his prime then. So Thielen yeah. was your one. Diggs was your two. Right. But he definitely was a, a one But I don't one. think T. Higgins is... Uh, is the next Stephon Diggs or DeAndre Hopkins or that's and that's what I mean. If you take T Higgins and put him on a team like this Houston Texans team, he's not a one. He might be good. He might be the best. I think guy T Higgins have. could be. Ah. I think in the right situation, you make him the one. I think especially when you like put him in with this core with the with the Texans, right? Because the one thing they're l- lacking is a guy that has a little bit more size that can still kind of spread the field and do a lot of the things like a Hopkins, like other guys. You've got plenty of speedsters because you got Tank. And, you know, you've got a guy that could get out. Now Nico's really coming on. Now Nico's got a guy, is the guy with size, but he really doesn't, he doesn't really stretch the field like a T. Higgins could. But I think if you put T. Higgins in the mix with Nico Collins, with the fact that you have uh, a Tank Dell, and the fact that, you, you know, Mechie, I don't think this year is going to be anything like he could be once he gets back to all complete football. But if Mechie turns into anything at all, then too, 
that's your core receiving group going forward. Yeah, but but and and I I don't disagree with you, but my point is, uh, like I said, he's yeah he's a one on this team, but he's not what I would consider like a true superstar one wide receiver in football. Yeah. Well, I mean, look on on a we've bad seen, team or a team that lacks we've seen depth the, the, at wide the, receiver. The complexion yet. of the NFL as it relates to receivers go nuts, right? Because of the salary, right? Because once we saw Tyreek Hill get traded, and we saw Devonte Adams' salary, and we saw some of the best receivers in football getting that massive amount of money, that's part in in part why the running back has become lesser and lesser valued. Because everybody knows next to a quarterback, the next most important position if you're going to be in a pass happy NFL is wide receiver. So I agree with you that he's not going to T Higgins is probably not top five wide receivers in the game, but I think on the right team, he's a wide receiver one. Okay. Uh, yeah. I so, mean, it, that, that makes, yeah, it's just, I don't know. When I think of a one, I'm, I want a Deandre Hopkins. I want an Andre Johnson. I just, I don't know. I guess, I guess we just disagree uh, on his talent. Well, we can but, agree Donovan Peoples Jones and he's not going to be the one yeah. in Detroit, but he makes Detroit better. So that was probably, I mean, hell move. Tyler Boyd was trending towards being T Higgins before T Higgins showed up. I mean, if you look at their numbers, if you look at Tyler Boyd's number three seasons before T Higgins got there, identical numbers to what T Higgins is doing now. Different players though. Boyd's more of a slot. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is production wise, you know, very similar numbers. So. I don't know. I, yeah, and unfortunately, it's kind of it's partly a question that we can never have to have answered because Higgins was only there one season before Chase got there, and that rookie year he was I think right about nine hundred yards, was which good. was yeah. even more yeah. than what Hopkins put up in his rookie season. Yeah. Hopkins was just under uh, nine hundred yards. And Burrow so, got hurt. Yeah, that in, in that too. So we don't know what Higgins could have become without Chase there with with a, you know a Burrow that was playing at this level. So yeah, Higgins showed up in twenty twenty had an un- hundred eight targets. The year before, Boyd had hundred and forty eight targets, thousand and forty six yards. I'm telling you, the dude was putting up numbers. Yeah. before no, these I, other yeah, cats no, I, showed up. I'm not up. saying he's a, not a good player; it's just a different style of player. Yeah, nope. But, but other trades in the league, uh, I I suggested this yesterday, and the guy shot me down on it. But the Cardinals did send quarterback Joshua Dobbs. Mm. And a seventh rounder to the Vikings for a sixth round pick. Vikings get their quick, easy fix to to get over Kirk Cousins and the torn Achilles and, and try to stay relevant in the NFC because at four and four they got a chance. So the Vikes get a quarterback for the rest of the season. Dobbs is a guy that might be able to help them. The Commanders sending the oft rumored to be traded Chase Young, formerly a very very high number one pick to the Forty ers for just a third round pick. Chase Young that could be a difference maker with that San Francisco defense when you talk about Bosa and you talk about Fred Werner and you talk about all the skilled players the Niners have. As much as you were wondering if they were going to do something with quarterback, boy, they just bolstered their defense with another big-time weapon. Yeah, if he can stay healthy, True. I think that's the part where that could get interesting. If he can stay healthy. yeah, um, And you feel like going to that team and that coaching staff, uh, and, you know, I don't know, I don't know the locker room in Washington, but I can tell you what was his name? Taylor, a couple of weeks ago, was like, I'm tired of it. He's cursing in yeah, front of the media, yep. talking about he's sick of losing, he's sick of what's going on, and things need to be different. Well, any locker room that was under Dan- Daniel Snyder for years can't <laughs> yeah. be a great one. Can't be great. So, I you've, I don't know, man. I feel like he he's getting a breath of fresh air in San Francisco under a um better run regime and organization and coaching staff and locker room. I mean, it's a... You talk about getting a, a, a do-over. I think that's what he's getting. Well, you remember they got. They, you remember a couple years ago they, they they had one of the most dominant defensive lines, and then they traded Buckner away to the Colts. Mm. And yeah, they got a first round pick out of it, and they got some draft capital. But they've also misstepped a lot too since then because a lot of that capital was used to get Trey Lance, who hasn't panned out, and then they eventually <laughs> traded him for a bowl of soup. So now you look at a team that we said all along in the Broncos we thought was having a fire sale because Sean Payton over Russell. Uh, Wilson was trying to reset the deck and get a quarterback in the draft. But no, lo and behold, it's the commanders that are doing the fire sale because after before trading Chase Young, they ended up trading another pass rusher in Montez Sweat to the Bears for a 2024 second-round pick. The Bears loading up even though they suck. Now, Sweat is also a free agent at the end of the year, so it's going to be interesting to see if they're going to be able to sign him after giving up a second round pick they in the midst to, of a season they? that sucks. Yeah, I mean, if you have the, to resign him. If you're, if you're the Bears, you, you can't send away a second round pick for half of a season in the season where you're, for Montez Sweat, a half a season of Montez Sweat, we're not even going to make the playoffs if you don't resign him. 
I mean, it if, just if, seems if, to be way too much to give up. Yeah, yeah. second round pick. Yeah. It feels like there had to be a conversation with the agent. Look, like if we come here, we're going to get a new deal, right? And I, otherwise, I can't see how you would possibly send around, a, send away a second round pick for uh, for half a season of Montez Sweat when you might win five games. Brian, may I present to you Exhibit A, which would be the Bill O'Brien trade in which he <laughs> traded for Larry Tunsil, Tunsil yeah. and did not yeah. work out an extension, and he could have walked, and therefore without an agent became have the to. highest paid left tackle because he knew Bill couldn't afford to lose him. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I mean, we just kind of breezed past it, but I'm sitting there thinking, you know, what what could the Vikings have done? First of all, besides nothing and just play for the, you know, play for a higher draft position. But why didn't the Vi- if the Vikings are serious, why not go out and get like a, a Ryan Tannehill or... Because they've seen Ryan Tannehill play? Yeah, but, well, I agree, but I think I'd rather have Tannehill than Dobbs, and I don't like Tannehill at all. I'll give I, you another I one. I think Tannehill's washed. And here's where Nick Casario could have been involved in the conversation. What is Dobbs? What about Tannehill? Margin- marginally better. Oh, stop it. <laughs> what I about Case Keenum? Stop it. Marginally. No. Case Keenum with one of the, the greatest single seasons in the way he ran the Vikings. Yeah. Case Keenum would have That's been a, a heroic chance to yeah. try and resurrect one more time what they did a couple years ago. Texas could have gotten something for him. Yep. Do you think Case Keenum's better than Joshua Dobbs? Yes. Th- this year, I'm no. Thinking that system, he is. <laughs> yes. This year, no. I, what I saw of the little bit we saw of Keenum in the preseason, it seemed like his arm was shot. I don't think. I don't think 2023 Keenum is better than what Dobbs could do for the Vikings. Well, the big question too is when is Justin I don't think, Jefferson I don't think coming the, back? Honestly, yeah. we won't it's know. That's a moot po- point yeah. unless Justin Jefferson that's, comes back, and that's going to make all those guys. Look Does good. Jefferson want to speed back to play with Joshua Dobbs? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> is he given, going to play through play through being hurt to, to none go of those names should He should be doing Laramie Tunsil things right now. Oh. I had a relapse. Yeah. It's really bad again. I might miss six games. Oh, more. I, yeah. I just oh my my uh, my my left ear is yeah. swollen. I can't. I got an move. equilibrium problem. It's yeah, it's dude. I, me Finally, the Packers sent defensive back Rasul Douglas and a fifth round pick to the Bills for a third round pick. Not a big deal there. Buffalo bolsters their secondary. Douglas can play a little bit. Packers just looking basically to try and reset the deck a little bit because I told you that Jordan Love sucked. All right, so should Nick Casario have done more or done anything? Because he no. did nothing. He had veterans he could have moved had he wanted to. Should they have added? Were they smart and not? And standing pat, I want to hear from you. We want to talk it, talk it over. 713-780-3776. Call that number. Text that number. That number. Hit us on Twitch as well and as well as Twitter where it's at Barry, Barry on Deck, at Pac-Man Joel. BMAC, yours is at? At Sacked by BMAC. At Sacked by BMAC, even though he prefers Brian. Yeah. All right. See? Explain it later. Okay. All right. First hour's in the books. That means two more to go as we continue to roll on. It is the Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 FM.